Uh-huh. I just feel like I've been around the block, ripping up fantasy stock, working around the clock. Look at the view from the top. Researching rookies a lot? No, I just be listening to pods. Yeah, one in particular. I'm just a messenger. Let me just pass on the rock. Browning, running, bruning, pronouncing ain't what he's doing. What he's doing is not losing, but infusing you with new things. And there's Dennis the Bennett. Yeah, the man is a menace. Yeah, building a dynasty. Some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Slice a fox, culture didn't pop, give him his props. Here is a thought, here is a box, and you cannot compare them at all, so don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire, I mean dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake. Whoa, fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table, fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey, fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table, fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Go. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Fantasy Football Roundtable Podcast. We are back, Matt and myself. Thursday, the kickoff for Week 5 as we've got the Buccaneers and the Bears tonight. Uh, should be an interesting game. I should think it could be kind of good. How you doing today, Matt? Doing pretty good. You know, my my tryout to be a receiver for the Bucks fell just hmm. short, so I, so I won't be out there. Uh, but neither will anybody else, pretty much, that we recognize. So we got that going for us. Yeah, it's uh, definitely been interesting. So injury-wise, uh, there hasn't really been a whole lot, uh, I guess, which is good news for us, really, that uh, has come unexpected, kind of like last week at this point. I think we were talking about four or five different players. Uh, Joe Mixon did pop up on the injury list today, but they're saying it's a shin injury. I personally am not too worried about it. I mean, he was on the injury list late last week. I think it was either Thursday or Friday. He popped up with yeah, the chest with the injury. Chest injury. Yeah. Looked pretty good on Sunday, so I'm not too worried about it. Uh, tough, ma- Tougher matchup this week. I-, I think I'm more worried about the matchup this week against Baltimore than I am necessarily the shin injury. It looks like uh, Tyron Smith may be out for the year uh, with that neck uh-huh. injury. Could be a blow for the Cowboys. Um Noah Fant tracking to be out too uh, when you already have Hawkinson and some of these other ones on on a bye. It's kind of a, a little bit of a bummer, but those are probably the biggest uh, outside of t- tonight's game where Godwin's out, Justin Watson's out, Fournette is doubtful, so he's not going to play. They said Mike Evans is a true game-time decision. Yep. Like may may not go. You need to be prepared to pull him out of your lineup. I'm like, well, I guess it's gonna be Ronald Jones, our boy Keyshawn Vaughn, and Scotty Miller. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, you know, I'm just hoping for a lot of a Rob tonight because I do I do own a Rob in a lot of places. Yeah, I I have shares of a Rob in a lot of places, yeah. so I, I'm excited for him to go off tonight. You mentioned uh, players missing games. Uh, I, I hate that we're talking about this again a week later, but it looks like Tennessee-Buffalo could possibly be either canceled, postponed, or moved due to Tennessee continuing to have more and more positive tests pop up. Uh, we talked a little bit on Monday, obviously, because I think Oakland was Oakland and New England both had one positive test each pop up on their team's doesn't seem that they're going to have anybody else. Uh, doesn't look like Cam Newton's going to be able to play this week either for New England. I was wrong on that on, on Monday. I believe I said you had to have uh, – it was either two negative tests or something like that. It's you have, to, you have to stay away from the team for five days and then come back and have two negative tests in 48 hours. So it looks like he's probably going to miss this game from everything I've seen. Obviously, Stephon Gilmore is going to miss due to the fact that his test didn't come until Monday. But outside of that, for the Patriots side, they have not had any more tests. The Chiefs haven't either, so that's good. Same with Oakland. They had just the one player. Tennessee, on the other hand, just cannot seem to stop spreading the virus. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of talk about the video that has surfaced of them practicing when they weren't supposed to. I mean, I don't don't even know where to go with this right now with Tennessee. Um, Go ahead. The NFL warned people, uh, you know, so – they could move for the Buffalo game. Buffalo is supposed to play a Thursday night game in week six, so that would that would kind of be a domino of moves. 
and I don't know if they're going to do that. It's not out of the realm of possibility they get forced to forfeit this game. But I think there's every possibility that the team is going to lose a draft pick. Yeah, so I I think the draft pick is the more likely scenario. I did see a, a bunch of other stuff that was kind of popping up today on the internet that um, I guess the NFLPA and the NFL had negotiated if a team were to get postponed or canceled due to coronavirus that the players agree to not get paid for those games. There was nothing in this new uh, new year with everything they had agreed to about games being forfeited. Uh, so I think the players would fight to get paid on that. So I think the NFL will use that as a last-ditch effort. I don't. I think they don't want to have to go through a whole legal fight of having to pay these players for forfeiting a game because Buffalo or uh, Buffalo and Tennessee would both have to then get paid if they forfeited the game because of that. So it'll be interesting, I guess. Obviously, uh... oh, sorry, excuse me. I am hoping that doesn't happen as someone who has a few shares of Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Devin Singletary, uh, surprisingly don't own any Tennessee Titans anywhere, which I, I did not realize until all this started going down last week. But I do have quite a few shares of Buffalo Bills players. If that game were to get postponed or canceled or forfeited, it would it would definitely suck because I, I, I need Allen in a couple places this week to come in big for me. You have uh, any other thoughts on that? I mean, it's just I don't know. I mean, I don't even know what to say. I find it very weird that it's just. I also don't want to say it's just because they had that practice. I mean, I guess it could be, but it is weird to me that it really seems to be Tennessee's the only team that is struggling with this. We have not seen any sort of breakout anywhere else. Well, and you have to wonder too how much worse their breakout got because they apparently were continuing to gather and meet. I mean, that's why they want you. It's annoying to have your facilities closed, um, you know, to be told not to be gathering. We saw over the summer that some teams were pretty brazen about it. Um, The team that's playing tonight, Brady and the Buccaneers met many times to do their own individual workouts, like basically saying, Hey, we're going to carry on and do business as usual. I get it. These guys are competitive. They want to win. They want to, but they set these protocols up for a reason. They have been largely working. You know, it makes more sense now why it's gotten so bad with Tennessee and spread in so many of these groups. I mean, you're looking, they're literally going to be that worst case, you know, Fortunately, A.J. Brown's been injured, probably hasn't been able to take part in these workouts because they effectively wiped out their wide receiver group, you know, and that's that they've talked about. They've wiped out whole units on defense where they are missing key people and now have no depth. So it's going to be a challenge even, you know, if they are allowed to get on the field, you don't peel out 24 players off of a 53-man roster and a 16-man practice squad and just be thinking – we're good to go. Yeah, I think that's the other issue for me that I think nobody's talking about. And I, I don't want to say that it's fair or unfair for the Titans because I also don't think that you can say – obviously not every single player was there and part of the, of the practices that we saw videotaped and some of them may not even been there and became or got positive tests due to just who they were in contact with who may have showed up to that practice. So I don't know if it's fair to say they deserve this. I mean, I guess that's not a, a politically correct way, but I don't think anybody deserves to get Corona. It's obviously not a, uh, can be a very serious illness for certain people, but it's that depth thing is a huge deal. I mean, if they are forced to play Sunday at one, cause the game hasn't technically been moved yet, or if it goes to a, Saturday game, or I'm sorry, a Monday or Tuesday game, forcing the Bills Thursday game to go to Saturday. Like you're affecting the Bills in a big way there too, having to play short window games. Now, granted, that's pretty much the same time as anybody who does the same thing a Thursday through or a Monday to uh, was it a Monday night game to like a Sunday night game the next week or or Thursday night. I don't think anybody really plays Monday night to Thursday night, but we've seen it happen before. Sucks for Buffalo, but for Tennessee, if they are forced to play this game against Buffalo, as you just mentioned, that's a lot of key players out. They don't necessarily have the depth, so that could be a big thing. Well, it's not going to affect many 
fantasy players. I mean, off the top of my head, the only two that I can think of I know maybe rostered would be Corey Davis and Adam Humphreys, uh, unless you have obviously some of the IDP players, but I don't even think any of the big-name IDP guys were out. No, I don't think it's too bad. Uh, the area that makes me wonder a little bit, so this is the first week tonight's game where the Thursday night game isn't just on NFL Network, but actually moves to that Fox NFL package that they paid a ton for and Amazon paid a ton for. Fox is also one of the networks that has World Series games that are about to be going on and baseball playoffs and also some premier college football package games. I don't know how they're going to feel about getting their NFL game dumped to Saturday, which is also not a huge viewership night. So, I mean, there's some things there too, where, you know, there is a bottom line that they're going to be looking at a little bit. And in a season where you're not getting fans and that kind of revenue, your TV money becomes an even bigger deal. (laughs) Um, So that's why, you know, you have to wonder if they're, serious and the Tennessee Titans are in such a bad shape that they can't go till Tuesday night to, or or you're not even sure if they can go on Tuesday night and you now have two weeks of Buffalo hanging in the balance. We've already seen massive shade thrown by several Steelers um, at oh, the Titans yeah. and their irresponsibility and how it's affected them. You're talking about having this another team and another two teams, you know, because Buffalo's not playing that game in a vacuum. They may actually end up forcing them to forfeit a game. Yeah. Um, so just looking on the TV side of things, I know college-wise they should be good. There's no usual late game Saturday nights on on CBS. They usually have the early morning games and early afternoon. So I would think they'd be safe there. Now, from what I'm looking at, the NLCS game does not have the network on here, and I don't know if that's CBS or not, but they've TBS has the ALCS next Saturday. So that would be the – they wouldn't affect that, but I don't know who holds the, the NLCS. I know they've had, as you mentioned, some of that, and FS1 has had some too. So I, I don't know how that would work. You, you've got a good point there. I didn't even think about that on the TV side. College-wise, I would think they should be okay, and I mean – I guess if we're all being honest, it wouldn't matter too much because uh, NFL is definitely king in uh, in this country that I'd imagine they'd figure out a way to make it work. But I, I do think that could be a huge issue if the NLCS game was supposed to be on CBS because it, it, it doesn't have a start time on here. Again, that, that would be if necessary. There's not necessarily has to be a Game 7 in baseball for those of you who, who do know that and watch baseball. But it'd definitely be interesting to see what happens with that. Uh, the last two bits of news before we get into the uh, game preview. It's going to be kind of a short episode for today. Is oh man, I just realized I messed up the title. <laughs> Actually, BS might be accurate. That might be yeah. I kind of fat fingered the BS. There it's supposed to be VS first. The Bears. Uh, two quarterback uh, moves here. Let's go with the interest, not the interesting one, the good one first, because it's pretty easy, I think, in my opinion, with this. Uh, Herbert uh, was announced about, I think it was like an hour ago. Yeah. Uh, he will be the starter moving forward in the rest of the year for the Chargers. We've been talking about that for weeks. He's just been too good to go back to Tyrod. It sucks for Tyrod because, you know, it's never fun to get kind of Wally pipped like that, like to not lose your job based on performance, but because of injury. But Herbert has just looked so good. He is the future of this team. There's just no way that you can pull him out at this point. Yeah, you can't unring that bell. I mean, he was, I thought the coach's statement basically said it all. He was drafted and brought here to be our franchise quarterback, and that's what he's going to do. He, the sixth pick in the draft. He put up a 137 quarterback rating against Brady last week. He's looked good. The offense has looked better. I mean, they didn't look very good week one. And even without Eckler last week, they were hanging in there on the road in a pretty tough game. He's not had that many mistakes. He looks comfortable back there. You can't unring that bell. I don't see how you could put him back. And, you know, honestly, Tyrod was done a disservice by the medical staff but you'd also be doing him a disservice to stick him back in there, given how Herbert has looked in the position and then have him struggle at all. 
the I mean he'd be glad they weren't fans in the stands because you'd be getting booze, but you'd be getting a lot of pressure. I mean, it does him a disservice. He was not the long term solution. Yeah. He wasn't really brought there to be the long term solution. I, I you know, it's unfortunate for him. He he gets a bad beat there, but you can't unring that bell. That that's probably one of the least shocking announcements we've seen so far. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, I I, I actually like Tyrod. I, I I thought he actually made some good plays for Cleveland when he was with Cleveland, uh, and unfortunately, same thing gets hurt. Baker comes in, plays the way he does against the Jets, and all of a sudden it's hey, we're sticking with Baker kind of thing, and so it does suck for him. But if Herbert wasn't looking as good as he was looking, I don't think this would be as big as an issue as as some of the people like we've been talking about for the past few weeks. Like I'm not trying to be. Yeah. A dick, but I mean, he's looked amazing. There's no reason for him not to be out there. So, um, I'm excited to continue watching. I posted that trade I made back in January for him, uh, because of how much I believed in him giving up Carson Wentz to go get him in a super flex league. Because, I mean, I, I just think this kid's going to be gangbusters moving forward. I'm excited for him. Uh, the move that, in my opinion, doesn't make nearly as much sense. Uh, Dwayne Haskins guy was this yesterday, right? Yesterday or yeah. Tuesday? I think it had to have been yesterday because okay. we were to talk about it on Tuesday if it happened. Yeah, then. yeah, that's right. Yeah, so uh, Wednesday, uh, Ron Rivera comes out and benches Dwayne Haskins for Kyle Allen. Um, I don't understand this one bit. I mean, I shouldn't say that. There's some people who have been pointing out some very interesting things on Twitter, and and that makes me understand it a little bit more. But as for... Them moving forward, at least this year, it makes no sense to me. We've already seen what Kyle Allen is, and he is a okay backup. He is not a starter. He's not going to win you many games in the NFL. I would be surprised if he wins them more than two games going forward. Dwayne Haskins, while he has not looked good, I thought his R has looked better this year than he did last year. He was a guy who started one year in college. He's a young player. He's very much, in my opinion, like Baker, kind of been jerked around now for for a year and a half, and you needed to try and give him a chance to to kind of get his feet under him. They're not doing that. I think he's very much been rosened at this point. I I can't imagine he's going to get the starting job back ever in Washington unless Allen gets hurt. Uh, But a lot of people did point out on Twitter that when Rivera got this job, he wasn't necessarily – giving rave reviews about Dwayne Haskins. There was a lot of talk that they might go quarterback in this year's draft. They decided not to. Uh, so a lot of people have been saying that the writing's kind of been on the wall that Rivera didn't want anything to do with Haskins. It was more of him appeasing. Um, my God, why did his name just leave my head? I was Dan, Dan Snyder. Yeah, just trying to appease Dan Snyder because of the connection between Haskins going to high school with, I believe, someone in Dan Snyder's family or the same high school, something like that. There was a reason. Dan Snyder wanted Haskins. Uh, you know, all in all, regardless of if that is the truth, I still think it's stupid. I, I just I don't understand it one bit, but uh, that that's just me. I know people will think that's Buckeye bias, but I'm not saying Haskins is a top five quarterback in the league. I do think he has top 15 potential. I think he could easily be a middle-tier quarterback in this league. I just don't think he's going to get that shot now. Yeah, so I had a few thoughts, you know, uh, in my at the top of the Thursday night preview article I wrote, I, I wrote about this a little bit. There's a few things. This is the classic situation where the ownership and not and the coaching staff not being on the same page. That was true when they drafted him last year to a coach who clearly did not want him, did not want to take that on, and then you bring in a new coach and doesn't want to be saddled with the problems the old coach had. So maybe, you know, didn't seem like it worked. So Haskins may be an unfortunate victim a little bit in some of that, but also what a couple of things from the coaching standpoint that don't make sense to me is it all came out before Sunday that Rivera had told Haskins, if he didn't play better, he was out. I thought, based on the numbers and the things that I saw, it looked like he was better in week yeah. four it was arguably his best week against a very tough team yeah. in Baltimore. So that doesn't make sense. You know, did you, did you set the bar of him having to be Patrick Mahomes against Baltimore? Because that wasn't going to happen in one week. It looked like he made some progress. The passing offense looked a little bit better. 
so that was a little bit curious. And also, based on Rivera's comments, it feels like he's feeling pressure or putting pressure that they have to win the division. I, I did not see many analysts who came into this season thinking they even had a shot at the playoffs, much less that they had to be. This isn't a Dan Quinn in Atlanta situation where you got to win or you're out. This was a rebuilding project that most people seem to feel was going to take years. I know I did. I thought that they they would look better but still be a four or five win team. So the kind of urgency. And then, you know, our friend Tony and I have blasted this out there. If you're going to make the change, why is it Kyle Allen and not Alex Smith? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would think for me, just based on on what you just talked about with the Rivera thing, I feel like the decision was already made when he made that announcement. It was just him preparing all of this for that because you're right. He looked – I did not watch all of that game. I had a red zone up. I was obviously focusing more on the Cowboys-Browns game due to my love for the Browns, but I had that game up here and there, and I was watching it, and Haskins made a lot of good throws. He did not look bad in that game against what is one of the better defenses in the league. So you cannot tell me after having a game like that where he did not turn the ball over like he had against Cleveland. He that all of a sudden he just he he just had just shown you enough already four games in the year he's shown you enough that he can't be a franchise quarterback and he's just done like it it makes absolutely no sense to me I, yeah, and I like mean, I said I we kind of go ahead thirty two of forty five three hundred fourteen yards no TDs no interceptions he ran the ball three times for three yards getting a touchdown so you know a game where he throws for three hundred yards a pretty decent percentage and doesn't turn the ball over. And that's when he gets yanked against against a good defense. And that's where he gets yanked. That's to me that, you know, that is probably what you said. He had determined that he was going to pull him in which case, why don't you pull him last week? Yeah. Or did you think he would look terrible? Uh, You know, because obviously the fact that the news didn't come out till Wednesday is a little bit of a delay too, which made it even more. Usually you have some inclination there's going to be a quarterback change and that announcement comes Monday, Tuesday as you're starting your week of prep. Yeah, it's just – and I said, I mean, I, I like Rivera a lot, but this is just really kind of – I don't know. I mean, I've never been a big Washington football fan anyways. This has just completely turned me off that organization. I mean, as someone who does not like the Cowboys as much as I do, I am rooting for the Cowboys to beat their ass every time they play them. Like, it's just, I feel bad more for Haskins than anything else. You know, like, I've said on here, we I know it's probably been the maybe offseason, the three of us kind of got into that little bit of an argument about Josh Rosen because I don't necessarily think he's as good. Not that you and Dennis think he's a world beater or anything, but you guys think he's got a little bit more skill than what he's been able to show, and I don't think he's quite as good. Even I think he's been screwed over in the NFL so far, and it's, I think, a little bit unfair to a couple of these guys who just get screwed over like this. It's not... It sucks to see, in all honesty, to, ne- to ne- never be given their shot. We're never going to know how good these guys really could be, in my opinion. The only thing you know that might color this situation, I think, differently is if we hear something happened that caused this, because it feels like the timing was a little weird, and also the fact he didn't just get knocked out of being the starter. He was promoted <laughs> to third string, and their stock, he won't even be active on game day. That feels like something bigger, and you like know, a Rivera, sleeping Rivera, with the coach's wife kind of thing. Bigger? What are we talking about? Well, I mean, I don't think that, but maybe like something between teammates or something uh-huh. that would showed a complete lack of respect. Rivera is a pretty classy guy. He's not going to air public grievances, which is partially why I was surprised it kind of came out that he told them his days were numbered before that yeah. game. That seemed, that didn't seem like a typical kind of thing that would, would leak out. And um, so I'm curious to see if we, if we learn more, because something about it just, I don't know if it's just that it's shocking or it just doesn't sit right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a weird thing all around. All right. So on to the game for tonight, we have got, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and 
the Chicago Bears. I um, can't remember what the exact stat was. I'm pretty sure I'm going to remember this correctly. It's the first time that two Super Bowl winners who have faced off in the Super Bowl playing each other again in the regular season, both being on different teams, if I'm remembering reading that correctly. So I guess that'll be interesting. Maybe I think that's why Chicago went to uh, Nick Foles when they did because they just you know wanted to have old uh, big Dick Nick against Tom Brady again after the magic he showed in that playoff run for the Eagles on let's start on the Buccaneers side um as you mentioned we already know Godwin is out for net is out um who else well he's doubtful so I'm assuming he'll be out yeah I don't think inactives who needs him after seeing how well the other ones did yeah but uh we've got there's a shot that um or not a shot my God, I cannot think at the moment. Mike Evans is is hurt. He is the game time decision. I do think he's going to play, uh, but there is a, I mean, he's hurt. So there's a realistic shot. He's not going to be as good. What are you doing here at the wide receiver position? I was trying to get our rankings to pull up, but they. Oh yeah, know. I have them up. Is that what you're looking here? I'll yeah, I was just, what a, where do we have consensus wise, Mike Evans and Scotty Miller right now? Okay, let me look. I had it at, uh, quarterback i put the thing in there for you um so i'm pretty sure evans i had him really high i didn't realize so i had him at eight you had him at 15 our consensus is 13 gotcha and then miller let's see, he's gonna be down here a little bit consensus on miller was 39 i had him at 36 you had him at 48 if he if evans can't go i would Definitely pull him up into the wide receiver yeah. two range, but the, he's not Mike Evans, so it's not a to me a one for one production. What I'm most interested in is there's been a lot of talk today that we're going to get to see our first real run of Tyler Johnson, who I know is somebody you liked as a potential college prospect. Yeah, he's been a little buried on their depth chart, but it'll be interesting to see if he does get some run and, and what he looks like, what he can do. If Evans is gone, I mean, Johnson could end up being the starter out there opposite Miller. I also think they'll run a lot of 12 personnel and, you know, they don't have a ton of running backs right now either. Cause McCoy no, yep. is out for that out. We should see a healthy dose of uh, Keyshawn Vaughn. So that's kind of exciting. Some of our rookie f- futures here on this uh, squad are coming back to life. Yeah, so I'm I'm with you. Obviously, it's going to be kind of hard to know. Um, it's something you're going to have to watch. We'll find out before game time. I'm sure how beat up Mike Evans is. I think if you own Scotty Miller, he's a worthy flex tonight. Uh, Chicago hasn't exactly been the best team against the pass, although I'm not expecting it to be a shootout. Uh, but those two have shown a pretty good connection so far this season. He had the nice long touchdown last week. I, I know you were talking about on Monday's show. They seem to be going to him deep down the field yeah. as well. So he's a guy, if you've got Miller, I'd, I'd fire him up. Although he is beat up as well. I know I heard, I think on. Hip and groin. Yeah, it's hip and groin. Two, yeah, so. Not two areas. He hasn't practiced all week, but he still seems like the most likely to play. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of surprised. Evans seemed like he was good in that game. But, the, I mean, they're saying he's a true game-time decision. They're not as pessimistic well, about Miller. I, I think Evans will play, but it does yeah. make me wonder if we're going to see more of that week one, week three, one-yard TD pass Evans. That's what I was about to say. I wonder if maybe that's why he's been that way these past couple of weeks is just because of how beat up he is. He's still a dominant uh, option down in the goal line because he's one of those guys who can go up and get it. Maybe he doesn't have to force it that much with, with his injury. Um, I will say that there, I'm not as surprised that Scotty Miller's going because I know he was dealing with the groin last week. Now, a hip and yeah. a groin's a little bit different, but he was dealing with the groin coming into the game and still had a good game. So, Scotty Miller, obviously, again, Mike I mean, Evans. If they just stop kicking playing. him in the nuts after, yeah. after each play, I think he'd be in a lot better shape. Yeah, you know, I would suggest not kicking anybody in the nuts for everything, anything because it's more painful than, than people think. Uh, Mike Evans, though, if you've got him, he's just one of those players you can't sit unless you're sitting there. Right, well, I was going to say Devontae Adams. He's not a buy this week. Unless you're rocking Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, and DeAndre Hopkins on your roster as well. well Diggs might also him. be on an, an intentional buy. Oh, this shit. Week. Yeah, I don't even think about that. They're just trying to go with guys I know who've been balling out this year. Uh, Brady tough between the injuries and the potential missed games. Yeah. Like who can I reliably count on Brandon? So 
for Brady this week, me and you are pretty close in in our positions here yeah. with him. I've got him at 13. You've got him at 14. Dennis had him coming in at 17. Uh, you know, really not. Yeah, yeah. Consensus. Uh, well, mine says consensus of 14.7. You have to look at, sheet. So look at the numbers on the side. That's the average. The number oh, on the side, gotcha, my, gotcha. minus three. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you're likely playing him. I'm I'm not too worried about it. He, he showed, obviously, last week, even though he got off to the slow start, he ended up coming through for you. You're, I'm fine with Brady tonight. I don't think he's going to be just fine. Again, uh, Chicago's got a, a decent defense. I'm sure Mac is going to cause some issues at Tom Brady, not the most athletic back there anymore. But in the end, I think you'll be fine. He's probably going to get you two, maybe three touchdowns. I don't see him getting a bunch of turnovers. So, no. But Foles. Yeah, well, we'll get to Foles in a minute. But yeah, I'm not playing Foles either. Um, on the running back side, this will be the interesting one. So, as you mentioned, McCoy out, Fournette likely out. He's not been ruled out yet, but neither one of us are expecting him to play. That leaves Rojo and Keyshawn Vaughn. Now, Vaughn looked a lot better than Rojo has looked in the receiving game last week. Caught the one touchdown. Um, looked good on a couple of the other um, catches last week. I think he have one or two yeah. touchdowns. I know and he had the our, one. Our friend Dennis is in love with Keyshawn Vaughn. He has ranked at running back 11. So here's the thing. I'm actually kind of coming around on him, too. I'm, I'm seriously debating about putting Vaughn in over Rojo in a league that I own both of them. Vaughn is a really good runner. I mean, I, I, you know, I've talked about him before on here. I did his draft profile for the Dynasty Nerds. I had him as my number fifth running back coming out of this class. I think Dynasty Nerds they do a um a bunch of great guys in there. Jared and Garrett, both who were college football players, study a lot of film. Nick as well, who I know you know, we've had him on the show with us. Uh, they broke down a lot of these guys, and Vaughn, with his film score, came in as like a top five or six running back for them as well. He's he's immensely talented. I think part of the reason he is not shown up was because he's just kind of been buried on that depth chart. I don't remember where I had him, but that was also because I I did not think Fournette was going to be out as when I ranked him as low as I did. I, I don't. I was trying to pull him. So I put him at 44. And and that was not knowing that Fournette would be out. Now, I don't know if I'd have him at 11, which oh, Dennis is chiming in now here, so that may very well be a mistake. So, uh, which it makes sense. I mean, but I, I wouldn't have him. I might jump him up into the 20. I think he could get a lot of work tonight. I'm, I haven't decided yet. I may just flip a coin, but I think if I had to choose between Rojo or Vaughn, I might go Vaughn here tonight. What are you thinking? I'm still playing Jones as the primary. I mean, I think he's going to get a lion's share of the carries. Uh, Vaughn will, especially if Mike Evans is out, Vaughn becomes more appealing probably as a flex option because of his role in the passing game. But I, I still think Jones is probably the better. I had Jones 17. I had Vaughn down at 42. I would probably bring Vaughn up into the higher RB3 range. Um, you know, it's not an incredible matchup because de- Chicago has a decent defense. Yes. Uh, you know, decent front and decent linebackers and secondary. But, um, you know, I like his ability. I just don't think, you know, to really – go high RB2 or even into the RB1 territory, you'd have to think, in my opinion, that Vaughn was going to get a majority of the carries, and nothing we've seen suggests that. Yeah, so I was trying to remember who it was, because I I talked about this when we talked about um, the Bears. Who did they play, and why can I not think of it now? As we talked about it recently, the one way that I think may have been the Giants, but I don't want to make that comparison – the one way I think you beat the Bears with the way that their defense is is with the screen game, and I just don't see Ronald Jones being a huge part of it. He just doesn't look comfortable catching the ball, which sucks because I, yeah. I do like Rojo. What's going on, Bryson? But uh, I, that's where I could see Vaughn coming through, and, and I think it's one of those things where if he starts playing well, we've seen that if, if him and Brady start getting into a groove early, they're going to keep him out there because that's what Brady wants. So. I agree with you. Rojo's probably the guy, but 
And, I mean, don't listen to me because I tend to get cute, and that's why I lose so many games. But I think I'm going Vaughn tonight. I think Vaughn has a big game. I think this could be his his big breakout party today, especially because you mentioned, you know, even if Evans plays, we know he's beat up. O.J. Howard's out now with the Achilles tear, which I could see Gronk stepping up. I mean, Cameron Brait had the touchdown last week as well. They've got two tight ends, but adding a guy like Vaughn who can catch the ball out of the backfield, a la a James White, Rex Burkhead, um, who I think is a little bit more athletic or right on the same athleticism level as James White, more athletic than Rex Burkhead, could be very interesting here for the Buccaneers. That's um, right for me. I kind of like uh, Vaughn as maybe a better option than, than Brait. Um, gotcha. Okay. You know, Brait's got the potential, you know, at the goal line, but I think you're yeah. right. Like they're going to do some screen passes. They're going to try to get some, you know, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see, you know, given their wide receiver situation, if we see both running backs on the field at the same time and they split yeah. um, Vaughn out somewhat similar to what we've seen with Cleveland, sometimes splitting hunt out or, um, Denver did that with Gordon and Lindsay in the one game they played where Lindsay split out. I mean, that can be a pretty effective. Matchup. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause then cool. you, you have to pull a linebacker off on one of those guys and if they get a linebacker who's not good in coverage and Vaughn gets past them. It's lights out right there. Uh, before we move on to the Bears side here, Dennis has sent in a couple Thrive Fantasy bets uh, for us. So Brady, 260.5 yards over or under. That's a tough go one. Under. That's really close. I, I think I'm going to go under as well. Um, yeah. 24.5 completions. I think I'm going to go under on that too since I'm going under on the yardage. I might go I, I just. I think it might be really? some dink and dunk passing. Yeah, because I'm trying to look. You know, he had five touchdowns and completed a lot last week, but I don't think it was for huge. A bunch of yards. Yardage. I'm going to pull it up. While you're pulling that up, uh, Rojo, 60.5 rush yards. I am going – I'm going to go under. This Their defense is good against the run. They've got a really good front seven. I, I like Rojo, but he's got to have like the whole spread for him, like the Red Sea for him to get through it, and I just don't see that happening tonight. So I'm going to go under. I was wrong. Brady completed 30 for 369 yards last week. I'm still going to go under, under and over. I'm hedging my bets. Um, For Jones, I'm going to go over. I think he'll get to around 70 yards. I mean, he may not have an incredible game, but I think they're going to need the run a lot more because you don't have the weapons. Yeah. Uh, Evans, 70.5 yards. This one's an easy under for me. I'm going under too. Yeah, yeah, with him banged up. This yeah, could very well be a three reception for 30 yards and two touchdowns, Mike Evans game. Yeah, exactly. Uh Gronk, 35.5 yards and 0.5 on the touchdowns. I'm going over on the touchdown for sure. I think he scores tonight. I think, you know, he's he's been being worked into the offense more and more ever since they made the comments about him just being a blocker. He's all of a sudden been involved in the offense a lot more 35 yards though i'm not sure how much they throw the ball to him i think it's probably going to be over i'm going to go over over but 35 is close for me the 35.5 yards is close for me what about you i'm gonna go over on both uh you know i think 50 yards on a touchdown maybe five or six receptions i still i i get what people are saying they're going to run 12. We should be firing up all the Cameron Bray. I agree. They're going to run 12. I think Brady's going to go back to his, his boy. He needs some Gronkowski. So we saw in that Denver game, they were starting to build some chemistry and stuff. They just haven't always needed him and they've needed some blocking. Um, yeah. I think here they might need him and they might need him to, to make an impact. On the Bears side, we have Nick Foles coming in at 25. Me and you both have him at 25 and Dennis at 26. So, obviously, unless you're in a super flex, you're kind of avoiding him. He has not looked good. Um, You know, I know some people disagree with this. I felt like even though Mitch Trubisky didn't look great, in my opinion, he's looked better outside of the offense kind of stalling in that first drive and then – I mean, yeah, I know Nick Foles came in and ended up winning him the game, but he didn't necessarily play great in that either. They're not going to go back to Trubisky, though, unless Foles gets hurt. I just, I think it's a wash now at this point. You kind of have to avoid both. Yeah. Let's see here. For the running backs, this is interesting. 
I am much higher on David Montgomery, and I'm going to admit that uh, I it's I did not do a very good research before this, and I'll explain why. I have Montgomery at 14. You have him at 20. Dennis has him at 26. Now, for me, that was mostly due to the fact that Tariq Cohen has been out, and he's been getting over 80% of the workload in that backfield. Um, and I was like, okay, he's going to get that. We saw him get more catches last week. Kind of getting more and more. I looked at it though. I didn't realize how much Cordero Patterson was getting involved in the backfield, and that worries uh, me a little bit. Also, Tampa Bay has a really that's good right. rush defense. That's what I was going to get to. That's so, why I dropped him down was not uh, because of Cordero Patterson, but because well, so for it's the way not I a great that, front. The way I looked at it is like, all right, he's going to get all the work in the, most of the work in the rushing game, and he's getting the passing work as well. So I was like, okay, he's going to put up. Good points. And, you know, even though he didn't have great stats last week, he broke off a couple big runs, and they did only have him run the ball 10 times last week in a close game, which makes no sense to me whatsoever. It goes back to Matt Nagy, I think, being an idiot. Then I yeah. looked at it, and I was like, oh, wait a minute. So Tampa Bay's defense right now is allowing 2.7 yards of rush. David Montgomery is getting only 2.7 yards of rush, and I'm like, yeah, Tampa Bay's defense is going to probably drop that to like a 1.3-yard rush for David Montgomery because Chicago's <laughs> offensive line is trash. So I'm probably going to be a little bit wrong on David Montgomery. I do think that with the game, I do think it's going to be a competitive game for the most part. If they continue to get him involved in the passing game, which we did see more of last week, 14 might be a little bit high, but I still think he comes in as as a RB2 this week if they can get him involved, especially if he scores that touchdown. He has the ability. <clears throat> he was a good receiver in college. If he breaks one, he's going to come through for you, but I will admit now 14 may have been a little bullish. I'd probably go 20, 21. I still am high on him this week because I think he's the only game in town. As much as I like Patterson, he's not a natural running back. He's a very talented. When I say gadget player, I feel like I'm dissing him. A very talented player, very versatile, ex- explosive weapon. But he's not a running back like David Montgomery. So I'm still in a little bit on Montgomery. I was trying to pull up the wide receiver thing and I accidentally closed out of it. Where are we on A Rob and Anthony Miller? Uh, a Rob, we have at wide receiver five, five. consensus. You have him at four. Okay. Um, and then I'll see if I can find Miller's going to be way. Way so I have, while you're looking up Anthony Miller, I'm high. I did not know how high you guys were on A Rob. Again, you guys haven't heard us talk about it. We all do our ranks separately. I don't. None of us see each other rank them. So for me, it was more of him and Foles. Even though Foles hasn't looked great, and even though really kind of came down to the last couple of drives there last week, those two have had a connection. A Rob's by far their best weapon on the outside. Uh, you know, while Jimmy Graham's looked good. I mean, he's not really a big down-the-field weapon. I think A-Rob is in for a good game tonight. That's, in my opinion, where you beat Tampa Bay as their secondary. Miller, we have at receiver 61. Okay. You have him at 54. I had him at 59. But in terms of consensus. Dennis didn't have him ranked. Every, with everybody. No, Dennis has him ranked at. Oh, Ricky five. didn't? Some of us have receivers in oh, other gotcha, places gotcha. That, gotcha. that you don't have that kind of – pop him up. So he's, he's pretty far down there uh, for us. And I think it's just because, uh, you know, there's an argument to be made that Mooney has been the receiver, the best number two receiver for Chicago. He's banged up though. I don't know if he's going to go. Robinson feels like the the safest Foles didn't look good at all as a passer last week. And Tampa Bay has an excellent secondary so this isn't a great matchup. It's hard to feel good about two receivers busting out. I mean, that's kind of where I hope you're right about Montgomery, you know, and that he can get some good passing work because they signed Lamar Miller a couple of weeks ago and he's yeah. probably not been ready to go. But I think if Montgomery can't get going and take more advantage of this kind of thing, you're going to see other guys start to work in. So, you know, he needs to – pick it up. Robinson feels like the safest because, you know, we saw last week he was having a dud game until the final drive when they were down, yeah. and, you know, all of a sudden over a hundred yards and a touchdown. So he's got that kind of explosive and he's their best weapon. He is going to have the best coverage. Um, you know, and we saw them do a 
you know, with their top corner of the Buccaneers be able to kind of shut down Michael Thomas and shut down some other talents, but you got to kind of bank on that, I think. And then the other passing piece I liked was Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I got it back up here. So I have Graham at 10, you have my 11 Dennis at 13. So we're all playing Graham. He's, especially down in the red zone has definitely a guy they're looking for. I think obviously having Foles has helped him out some Graham's a guy that I'm playing. Uh, you know, a Rob, I think the one thing I, was, I would say on a Rob, when you're talking about the, the matchups there, a Rob seems to be matchup proof. He, and even almost for the most part, quarterback proof. Like we've talked about it before. We talked about it in the off season. If only that guy could get a quarterback, man, how good he'd be. It's sad. I'm, I'm honestly in a, but I'm Porter not a be the best quarterback he's had in his I career. Know, and that's so sad to say. Like, I was thinking about this earlier today when I knew this game was on, and it, it sucks to think that the Bears are are three, three and one, right? Three and one? Yeah, three and one. Like, part of me wants them to just bomb the rest of the season and end up with like the second or third pick. Because if they could get a Justin Fields or Trey Lance, like the amount of praising and like praying to God, a Rob owners will be doing if they end up there to get one of those quarterbacks, because I think a Rob, you know, would, would be an, an absolute stud with having a quarterback like that. Uh, before we pick the game and get out of here really quick, uh, the thrive Vets Dennis sent us on this game or on this side. So Montgomery 77.5 total yards. I am going over. I, I do. I am expecting a big game from it from Montgomery tonight. So maybe just me putting it out into the ether because I need him to have a good game, but I'm hoping. So I'm going to go over. I'm going to go slight over too. I mean, he's got to hit like 80 or 85 yards or else we need to start wondering what they're going to do. Yeah. Yeah, I think his job's not safe either, which is funny because I was offered um, in my main dynasty league where I lost Chubb and Barkley. Uh, the Montgomery owner has him, but he's got like three other running backs. So he's like, okay, I'll give him to you for like a first round pick. And I thought about it. I was like, man, I really don't want to do that because I don't want Montgomery. So I could honestly see him not being even the guy next year. And then when I told him this morning, I was like, yeah, I guess I'll do it. And he's like, well, now I need a first and a second. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm out. Uh, that ain't happening anymore. So. Yeah, I know. That's what I said. But I pulled off an even better trade. And if my laptop doesn't die because it's at like 5% uh, before then, I'll, I'll tell you what that trade is. A-Rob, 80.5 receiving yards. I am going over on this as well. I'm, I think A-Rob and Montgomery are going to be ones that carry this Bears team tonight. Yeah, I'll go over. And then Jimmy Graham, 40.5 receiving yards. I'm actually going to go under here because I think he's going to get Red zone looks, but I don't think he does much like in between the 20s. I think he's going to be a stud in the red zone tonight, but not do much yardage wise. I can see him getting 45 yards, so I'm going to go over. All right. Who are you picking to win this game? Old man Tom Brady. As am I. So a couple news notes really quick uh, before we get out of here that have just popped up. Lamar Jackson, who mispracticed. This one I forgot to bring up. He has got a knee injury. They're saying he's going to be fine. Was now reported today that he's also dealing with some kind of illness. And that has not been reported what kind of illness. So Lamar Jackson may be in doubt for Sunday. Cam Akers, is my, my uh, brother from another mother, Sean McVay, just came out and said he is on his way to playing Sunday. So that'll be even more fun for the Rams backfield. And Henry Ruggs has practiced today in full. Looks like he will be good to go as well for the Raiders on Sunday. So, last thing. We talked about it a little bit, but I wanted to get your thoughts real quick. So, this trade. Preston Williams and a first-round pick for Deontay Johnson and Damian Harris. I feeling it's going to get vetoed because, unfortunately, as I mentioned, this is a league I play with that are dinosaurs and they have to vote on trades. I feel like they're going to veto it, but if it doesn't go through, I like my side. I would be getting Deontay and Damian. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, in your situation, okay. you really have to have a running back to be able to, yes, to stay in the playoff line. I do. I don't know if I feel like you got the best side. Well, I have. I'm giving up. I have two first round picks, so I'm giving up mine, yeah. which I'm hoping is going to be in the ten to twelve range. So I still have one that right now looks like yeah. it's going to be bottom five. So I'm getting in my value there. Um, he, I would, it was a second round pick in there. I was able to convince him not to take that. So I got to at least keep my second round pick, but it's better than the trade that I was offered, uh, which, was, which what? was to give up James Robinson and Justin Herbert for Devonte Parker and a second round pick. 
yeah, yeah, I would say no that <laughs> yeah. as well. I looked at it and I'm like, that's that ain't happening. Oh, you know, I mean, I may yeah. not. I'm not sure James Robinson is worth a first, but I'm sure yeah. that anyone that's selling him is getting a first. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what was the one that was just offered to me in our Devi League that we're in. Devi League 1. Someone offered me a just horrendous trade. I just I was like, yeah, that ain't happening. It was, um, oh, man, who was it? It was for me to give away Chubb, which I get he's on the IR, but it was like I was getting like two like running back threes, and I was like, no, like. Why? Plus, it's a, dy- it's a dynasty league. Yeah, I was like, I'm like, he's on the short term IR. I'm, I'm two and two. Like, I'm not even out of this yet. You want to give me? And it wasn't even like good running backs either. I was like, oh, no, decline. But yeah, no. I, look, I don't want to give up Preston Williams. You guys know, I uh, mean, Dennis is Dennis and Jared. When we did our our combine episode, they were really high on him. Turned me on to him. I really like Williams. I do think Deontay Johnson can be close to as good as that. Yeah, it's like giving up the first, but. I've also been all over the Damian Harris train for a while now. If he can become New England's guy, which I know is asking a lot with the way New England handles the running back situation, but if he becomes the guy or if he's even close to being the guy, you know, it's better than Giovanni Bernard, who is literally all I have left. It's Giovanni Bernard and Dontrell Hilliard. In your situation, you needed the running back. What worries me is Harris could look great and still not get a lion's share of the work week to week in New England. New England, oh, I agree. Yeah, you know, I, unless it's the resurrection of Curtis Martin, they're not. Yeah, they're not well, committing my, yet. My hope they is they like again, to play the field. Yeah, well, okay. So my hope is again, because we talked about it a little bit on Monday. Obviously, in a loss, he still got a hundred yards on eleven carries. My hope is just that if you can get me ten points a week, that's all I need out of my RB two. With the way the rest of my team is set up, with Adams, Hopkins, OBJ, Zeke, Josh Allen, George Kittle, I just need ten points and I'll be good to go. And so I'm like, just give me that, Harrison. Of course, if this trade is approved, which part of me thinks it's not going to go through because my league mates don't like when I get better. It's ridiculous. Some of the like I overpaid for Paris Campbell and I still got four vetoes on that trade because they're like, no. He wants Paris Campbell. I'm like, oh my God, you guys. So I don't even know if it'll go through, but if it does, watch Giovanni Bernard's going to have like a 20 point game this week and Harris is going to get me three and I'm going to end up losing anyways. But Mixon, Mixon's actually going to miss this week. Oh, I know. <laughs> Good. Anyways. With all that being said, enjoy. Hopefully, what I, I do think will be a good game tonight. I don't think it's going to be a bad game. Might be a little bit defensive struggle here at the beginning, but I think both offenses will get it going a little bit. Uh, should be a good game. Me, Matt, and Dennis will be back tomorrow to recap this game and preview, hopefully, every single game that's supposed to be on this slate Sunday. Good luck to everybody if you have fantasy players going tonight. We will see you guys tomorrow. Prepare for glory!